everybody, Courtney Smith here with our Courtney Smith Show. Today I have a very serious and very long-term perspective on debt. Debt destroys nations. It sets them up for failure. We can take, we can go back to the ancient Sumerians. We can look at uh, German empires in the past. We can look at, we can even look at things like the British Empire. Well, you say, but wait a second, that's not exactly debt. Well, but what happens is these countries, they create a lot of debt and then they can't service the debt. And then they start to do stupid things like invade other countries, get into wars. Uh, they often fall into decadence. So Rome, for example, yes, they were able to live longer, but the debt created decadence. Now, what we see today is a very similar situation. We see countries like the United States, but most European countries, China, uh, Canada, doesn't really matter. Most of the Western uh, industrial countries are now awash in debt, add in uh, China, and you have a disaster. Let's take a look at Japan, though. Japan has the highest debt of over 220% of debt to GDP ratio. And they've been in a recession for 30 years. That doesn't sound very good. They were, if you'll remember, back in the 1980s, uh, one square inch of downtown Tokyo was worth more than all of Los Angeles. Now, forget it. You can buy whatever you want in Japan, doesn't matter, it's cheap because they've been in a recession. So they haven't fallen into the depths of despair, but what's it like to live in a country that hasn't grown in 30 years? That must be very depressing. But the point is, it's also not good for the people. You want people to always get better. You want poor people to become middle class and middle class people to become rich. And certainly countries like the United States have been able to do that for a couple hundred years. But when you start to amass huge amounts of debt, the problem is the debt has to be paid for. Now, it can be paid for in a few ways. But in the meantime, while you're saving up the money to pay for the principal, you have to pay for the interest. Right now, the United States is paying $400 billion per year in interest only. Now that's only about 10% of the federal budget, but if interest rates were to go to 3% from zero, we'd be talking about over a trillion dollars in interest alone. In fact, we've really gotten to the point where there is no escape from this problem. Once debt gets to a certain point, the interest starts to compound and you can never catch up to it. Eventually, you fall. Eventually, you uh, default. Or eventually, you go into a depression or recession like Japan for decade after decade after decade. Those are the only alternatives. The only alternatives. And so we see that the globe is falling into this exact trap on a mammoth scale that we've never seen at any time in human history. So how did we get there? Why are we here? Well, the reason's really very simple. 
politicians are the biggest promoters of debt. Because if I'm a politician, what's my job? My job is to get reelected. That's my job. So I'm going to promise a chicken in every pot. And how am I going to pay for that chicken? Well, if I raise taxes, then they'll vote me out and they, I won't get reelected. So I won't have achieved my job. Ah, but if I borrow, then the money won't have to be paid back until after I'm out of office. So it's not my problem and I get reelected. It's fantastic. Debt is a trap that politicians get us into. So it's not me that has to pay for it. It's my kids. Thank you so very much. I love future generations because they're paying for my good life now. They're the ones that are going to have to live in a recession for their whole eternal life. You got it? So corporations borrow, but mostly corporations borrow to expand productive capacity. Buy new factories, new machine tools, invest in R&D, so on and so forth. That's what most of it is. Some of it's stock buybacks, but the majority of it is to expand their business. So that's a good source of borrowing because they're creating the method to pay back the debt by their investment. So that's good. Stock buybacks? No, stock buybacks boost the stock price, which is great for an investor like myself, but it doesn't increase the pr future profits of the company. So it's a debt that can weigh on a company, whereas debt that's used to uh, build a new factory can increase the company. Now, people, you and me, we normally borrow for consumption. Buying a house is we're actually consuming housing. And so when we buy a house, we're consuming, we're not investing. Now, there may be an investment component in a house, but a car or a TV, there's no investment there. That's just pure consumption. And as a result, it can be very bad for a society if that debt becomes too high. But governments receive no benefits from their taxes except consumption. There's no investment there at all. Oh, no, Courtney, uh, they, uh, they invest in roads and they invest in human uh, infrastructure. That's consumption. That's not investment. Uh, if they, if they uh, give me uh, free grants to go to university, that money is just jacked up in the price of the university. And so as a result, it didn't do any good at all. It's just the government transferring money to the university with me as the intermediary. That's a typical way that governments quote unquote invest. I could have paid for it. I could have paid $100 per semester at the University of California at Berkeley uh, back in the old days, but now I can't because they get so much money from the federal government. Hey, they all get big raises. It's fantastic. So debt is a way to spend money now and not have to pay for the consequences later. That's how governments work it. But it always destroys the country. At best, you go into a perma recession like Japan. At worst, you actually collapse. Let's take more recent examples like Argentina, which seems to default. In fact, I set my watch on them defaulting every 10 years. So that country is a basket case. Now, few people realize this, but Argentina was the wealthiest country in the Western Hemisphere 120 years ago. The wealthiest, wealthier than the United States by a long shot. 
But then they went into borrowing and borrowing and borrowing in order to expand all of their government programs. Now, if all you do is borrow money to expand government programs, that just falls. Only an increasing investment in people or companies actually grows enough to pay debt. But when you just spend and have no way of supporting that, then the country falls. And Argentina is now basically a perma-basket case. It's pathetic. It's totally pathetic. So what we're seeing is uh, the largest increase in debt in human history, and it leads to disasters. Like I say, the best case is a, uh, is a perma-recession like, uh, like, uh, like Japan. But the worst case is countries get into trouble and they start to look around and say, where can we plunder and get the money from someone else? And so what they do is they invade their neighbor. And of course, that leads to war. So to a certain extent, that's what Hitler was doing because of the Versailles Treaty, the debts that Germany had, which had followed the gigantic hyperinflation that the government had, had before. So this debt cannot end up well. There is no uh, end that is good. When debt is a very small percentage of the country, it's no problem. It could be handled. It's a drag on the economy, but it's not at a disastrous level. But now we're seeing countries get up to 120, 150, 160% of their GDP, and it cannot end well.